The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Welcome again. So I'd like to build a little bit on what I offered as the practice note earlier. And that was to just notice all the different ways in which we're saying no. No, I don't want this to, as a response to whatever is arising in the moment. No, it should be different. I, I wish it were different. Or, And this can show up in obvious ways as avoidance, not even noticing things. Or just maybe touching on them and bouncing off. Can also show up as you know, just procrastination or maybe white lies that we find ourselves trying to that we say trying to avoid things that are uncomfortable or or maybe it's really subtle. It's just this little closing down or tightness that we feel in the chest or the belly, like mm. <laughs> Maybe there's like this inner kind of, yeah, this, I don't like this. This resistance shows up so much in our life. And maybe recognizing this is part of the path to freedom because it turns out that freedom is not having resistance. Freedom is this recognizing, oh, this is what's arising at this moment, and this is an appropriate response to it. This is what's arising, and here's a response to that. As opposed to this way we're kind of getting, trying to avoid, or uh, get shoved around, or pushed around, or, you know, there's this way in which we're trying to dodge all kinds of things. And I like this idea of kind of like being pushed around, Freedom is not being pushed around because we feel like, oh yeah, that's uncomfortable. I can be with that. Yep, that doesn't match my preferences. I can be with that. This is beautiful. I can be with that. The sense of just having the stability and the steadiness and being able to meet whatever it is that life is bringing us. Whatever it is. Kind of like letting go of this idea that we can control it. Letting go of this idea that we can manipulate things of how they're going to be. So freedom has a lot to do with noticing the ways in which we don't have freedom. And some of the ways in which we don't have freedom is the way that resistance is showing up in our lives. In a myriad, countless different ways. And of course, the Buddha pointed to this, talked about this quite a lot. This sense of resistance. This sense of, yeah, it's not quite right. It should be different. I want it to be different. He called it dukkha. (laughs) The sense of something's not quite right. This is the same thing that's being pointed to here. This idea that things should be different. But there's this way in which we, if we're not noticing the resistance, it can just really kind of like inflate and have such a big role in our lives and in a way that it kind of like saps the joy out of our life. 
this makes us feel things feel burdensome like we have to find just the right way this just feels uh, oppressive our life feels maybe just something a sense of duty that we're or we're disconnected from ourselves from our life and we're not recognizing resistance and we're resisting the resistance that's okay can we recognize the resistance to the resistance and if we can't do that can we notice the resistance to the resistance to the resistance it doesn't matter which iteration in which we discover this or work with it so we might ask ourselves what are some typical ways that we experience resistance there can be the subtle like the tightening i'm putting to my chest because for me sometimes it's a just this internal tightening like mm, like, i don't want that or there are some maybe obvious ways anger there's this kind of like this maybe this forceful shoving away literally figuratively maybe it's blaming they should fix that why isn't that like that they should know better i should know better why am i always doing this Right? Kind of there's this way in which we blame others, or we blame ourselves, or we blame the system, or we blame institutions, or we blame the universe, the world. There's this, maybe this way that anger shows up as part of blame. Or maybe there's a way in which this resistance shows up as this energy like, okay, I'm going to change this. I'm going to make this be different. I'm going to tell this person, I'm going to fix this thing. And it's beautiful to want to like make the world be a better place, but sometimes it comes out of this place of like, it shouldn't be that way. That's uh, not coming out of a place of care and respect, warmth, love, but instead it's coming from a place of, this makes me feel uncomfortable and it, I need to make it stop. Or maybe there's a way in which the resistance shows up that there's a way of collapsing. We've kind of fall into a sense of, uh, this is just too much. I can't do it. And a sense of we need to disconnect and or hide or something like this. All these ways, perfectly natural. This is what humans do, and this is how we show up in the world. And this practice is offering maybe something different, where it has more freedom, where we don't have to avoid everything that's uncomfortable. We don't have to try to change everything. But instead, we learn to find the way that we can hold and meet whatever is arising, even if it's not what we want. And the part where we begin this is to work with the resistance. And one way that we work with the resistance, I pointed to kind of like getting some familiarity with how resistance shows up for us. And another way is to just gently inquire what's a belief, an underlying belief that's uh, supporting that resistance. Is there a sense of I should experience comfort at all times. And if I'm not comfortable, there's something terribly wrong. 
And I know I certainly had this idea. I felt like if I had physical discomfort, emotional discomfort, I felt like somehow I was failing. Like, just failing to do this human experience thing correctly. I don't know, somehow I had this idea that I'm supposed to be comfortable all the time. And it wasn't until I kind of like noticed that and realized, hmm, maybe that's not true. Maybe discomfort, maybe dukkha is a part of everybody's life. It doesn't mean I'm failing. It doesn't mean anything about me. It just means there's discomfort. All living beings have discomfort. We're vulnerable. We get uncomfortable. And it doesn't have to mean more than that. Or maybe we have some of this underlying belief about, well, if I worry enough or I get agitated enough, then somehow that will change things or make me feel better. When we really examine these beliefs, they don't really hold up. But there might be a way in which we kind of have this idea of, well, just like to get cogitated or get stuck in this recurring thinking somehow is the way forward. Or maybe it's a way in which we can avoid experiencing the discomfort or the anger or whatever is happening. Maybe there's an underlying belief like that, or maybe there's this idea that this self, this self-concept, this self-understanding that we have, maybe we have this underlying belief that we need to be at the center of attention, that somehow things need to accommodate us, and the world in some kind of way needs to notice how we're feeling or what's happening with us. And when that isn't happening, then there's something terribly wrong. And saying these underlying beliefs out loud, I mean, they sound ridiculous and like, no, that's not me. But Maybe there's subtler versions of these. Have a, maybe a similar flavor that are kind of like uh, propelling some of this uh, resistance that we have. That's okay. All of us have these types of underlying beliefs. This is also part of the human experience. And so something that we can do is Maybe just to inquire, gently inquire, what is it inside us that feels like it has to be protected? What is it that feels like it can be threatened? And maybe we don't have to find the answer. Maybe it's the activity of questioning. What, what, what's going on here? What, what, what's feeling threatened? And it's that activity of questioning that brings some care, some attention, maybe to something that's even deeper than the underlying beliefs. This resistance shows up in behaviors, shows up in beliefs, and there might be a core that we believe that's there that needs to be protected. We could look at that. 
And all these different ways to work with resistance is to work with finding greater freedom. And often the f- working with the resistance is just as powerful as working with the fear, working with the greed, working with the hatred or ill will or working with whatever else it is. Working with the resistance can be just as powerful and is often a little bit easier. And not only will this find us more freedom in our regular lives, but there will come a time for all of us when we will have an illness, a sickness that makes us uncomfortable and that we can't make go away. And there'll be resistance to that. And the resistance to that will just make it worse. There will be heartbreak in our lives. People close to us will die or leave for some reason or other. Pets, family members, people we care about. We're going to die. So working with the resistance allows us to show up for these inevitable things in our lives without making them pound or adding more and more difficulties on top of them, instead allowing us to find freedom amidst the difficulties. Instead of thinking we have to get rid of all the difficulties in order for us to find the freedom right there when the difficulties are happening. So resistance, working with the resistance as a way to maybe recognize the non-freedom and to work with resistance as a way to greater freedom. Thank you.